1: MLS number 60134. The following program is sponsored by Grace Church, Dumfries, Virginia.
2: Virginia Bible College continues to provide an ideal place for you to go deeper in your understanding of the Bible and fortify your spiritual foundation. We are very excited to announce that we are moving closer to accreditation. After hosting a successful site visit in May, BBC is in position to achieve candidate status with the track's accreditation agency by the end of this year. With classes at the certificate, bachelor, master's, and doctorate level, we are the premium choice for the working adult. Our fall semester will begin on Monday, August 14th, and all courses are on an eight-week schedule. Fall courses include spiritual formation, leadership in the 21st century, intro to Christian theology, and more. We are also introducing an exciting new 18-hour graduate certificate in ministry program. So apply, register, and get more information today at babiblecollege.org. That's babiblecollege.org.
1: Grace Church, real people, real lives. Grace Church, real lives, real change. Grace Church, real people, real lives, will change. Hello, and welcome to Grace for Today. You can always visit us online at gracechurchva.org to hear this message and much more. Let's join Dr. Greer for today's teaching.
0: Today's Bible study is actually taken from a book I read about 10 years ago by R.T. Kendall. And uh uh t- he, he it was an incredible presentation and I borrowed from it uh all week actually. It was coming to my heart and uh uh by by this morning I absolutely knew it was God's word to us here. So uh we're gonna pray and we're gonna dig right in. Father, we thank you for your word. We wanna learn, we wanna grow, teach us and show us where we fit into uh, the things we're talking about tonight. And we give you the gl- glory for it. In Jesus' name we pray and we all say amen. 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 First Samuel 16, beginning with verse 1. Now the Lord said to Samuel, Samuel was an incredible man. And we're going to see in our study today, he's a type of today's man. The title of today's message is Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow's Man. Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow's Man. And my hope is that as we go on in the study... You locate yourself and uh, uh, make whatever adjustments you might need to make to be in the right place or maybe be comforted uh, by the fact that others have been in your position years before. And because, you know, at one point they were tomorrow's guy, they eventually uh, got into to, to their tomorrow. Uh, now, the Lord said to Samuel, let's go to 1 Samuel 3 and 19 and, and take a real brief look at what the Scripture says about this a great man. So Samuel grew, speaking of Samuel as a child, and the Lord was with him and let none of his words fall, not a one, to the ground. Only Jesus had a testimony such as this. Uh, And we're familiar with uh, Samuel. Uh, We taught on uh, Hannah just some time ago. She was Hannah's miracle boy. That God, you know, she was barren. She wept and, and, and uh, uh, went to the priests, and, and and then she went to be with her husband, Elkanah. They had a baby. And then she gave the baby to the ministry. You know, I think after she, he was weaned, maybe around three years old or so. And uh, uh, before long, he became... Uh, one of the great judges of Israel. In fact, he became the final judge of all the judges in the Bible. And later he would appoint, actually, two of Israel's first two kings. So Samuel was a very, very, very great man. Now, the Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul? Now, Saul had not died, uh, if if you're familiar with the passage. We're only in 1 Samuel 16. Saul is probably in his 40s at this, this juncture. But what had happened is he had become wicked and righteous men and women. Sometimes we, we go through a mourning process over those who get lost and and people who lose their way fall to sin and Satan and the rest and become habitual about it. And there's a mourning going on because this man who was once a hero of the nation, um, he was, you know, uh, uh, his son and he did great things in, 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 battle. And, uh, he, he went sideways and, Samuel took this to heart, and uh, he was uh, broken up over it, and he was actually mourning over Saul. And I know sometimes, as a pastor, I can start mourning over people, and I have to catch myself, uh, but before it starts impacting other things, when people you know make awful decisions and and and, and mess up uh, their lives. But God looked at him, He said, "How long will you mourn for Saul?" Kind of saying, you know, there, there's a moment for that, and there's a space for that, and, and it's okay. Uh, for certain periods of time but you can get stuck there and you got to be careful about that you know those of us who's you know our kids have done some things and and you know and and your expectations of their life it just doesn't seem like it's going to come to pass and when that finally hits you there's often a mourning process and you have to uh, go through that but you just don't stay there how long is the question will you mourn for Saul you see Samuel had to get past his personal feelings. And make sure he sided with God and not his own disappointment. And, and sometimes we start mourning for people and, and then we start acting like God's the enemy. God, how did you let this happen? You got to be careful because mourning, it, it, it can make you not see clearly and the rest. God was not his enemy. Uh, this man was his, his own enemy. Um, and God, he was saying, God was saying, listen, how long are you going to keep this up? And, you know, when you go, you know, there's a space. I know I'm repeating myself, but there's a space for certain things. But don't stay certain places too long. You end up in trouble. How long will you mourn for Saul? Watch this. Seeing, I have rejected him. Wait, 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 wait. You're mourning over him, but you're now, be careful. When you start mourning over people and you find yourself getting at odds with God. I have rejected him from reigning over Israel. Now, Samuel and um, Saul were about the same age Uh, might be about one year uh, apart is is some of the best uh, estimates so what I want to say to you today age has nothing to do with being yesterday today or tomorrow's man has nothing to do with age so take that out of your head because we're finding that uh, again uh, Samuel was today's man but Saul's very quickly going to become yesterday's man and we're going to Discover that as we keep uh, moving forward. How long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I've rejected him from reigning over Israel? Now, uh, how does Saul become yesterday's man? We're going to take a look at two portions of Scripture and begin to discover why we could be here for the next couple hours if we looked at all the Scriptures. But we're just going to look at 2. First Samuel 18 and 6. This is Bible study, so let's just dig in. Now, it had happened as they were coming home, when David was returning from the slaughter of the Philistines, that the women... Now, women have a whole lot of influence over a man's ego. How many of you you folks know that? Ladies, you're very, very powerful. Uh, Sometimes when a woman celebrates another man in the presence of a self-doubting man, it can cause all types of problems, hate, etc., so so you, you have to be mindful, ladies. Now, this wasn't Saul's hu- wife, so it wasn't uh, uh, that type of thing where his wife did him wrong. But, you know, under sometimes a man's big muscles, tall height, and all that other stuff that he may have going from is also often big insecurity. So you've got to be mindful of those type of things. But these young ladies, I can't say they did anything wrong. Uh, it really, uh, this incident just brought out the insecurity that already existed and lied in the heart of, of uh, Saul here. The women had come out of the cities of Israel singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tambourines, with joy, and with musical instruments. So the women sang as they danced, and they said, Saul has slain his thousands. And David is what? Uh Uh-oh. The king has been upstaged, and that will happen in life. Some people at moments will shine a little more than you. How you handle it has everything to do with whether or not you become yesterday's Man, So Saul was very angry. He let the small things bother him. And the saying displeased him. And he said, they've ascribed to David ten thousands, and me they've ascribed only thousands. Once again, he feels upstaged. And insecure people always have to be in the limelight. They always have to be the center of attention. They always have to be celebrated. And, and we see throughout Saul's uh, reign, his insecurities surface And actually, become the reason why he's rejected as king. Now, what more can he have but the kingdom? So, immediately, he started looking sideways at David. David didn't do anything wrong. Matter of fact, uh, if you know the Bible, David's really his most trustworthy, most faithful uh, guy in the kingdom. David loved him even when Saul was trying to hurt him. And, uh, you know, jealousy and envy. You know, it could cause you to cut off your nose and to and, and, and spite your face. You have to be real careful about it. But uh, please also know, we all will have moments where we have tinges of jealousy or envy or whatever. It's what you do with it. It's when you let it sink in, settle in, and then you start saying hateful things and you excuse it. That's when you got a problem. But, you know, the Bible says in one place that uh, God wanted to make the Israelites jealous of the church so that they could be brought to faith. So God can use little jealousy, you know, things. I, I would like to have what that person has. But when you start hating on the person who has it, trying to cut their legs out, saying negative things, they don't deserve it, they just got it easy. You don't know what I'm going through. You know, when you start doing all that stuff, that's when it gets ugly. And that's how you become yesterday's man or uh, woman. When I say man, I mean women. I just don't always want to say them both together. But uh, it's all covered. So Saul eyed or gave David an evil eye from that day forward. What's an evil eye, by the way? That, that's when um, you create a lens for someone where they can't ever do anything right. No matter what they do, they just can't do because there's something up with your eye. It has nothing to do with them. It has to do with, with, with your eye. And you just feel obligated to discredit. You feel obligated to undermine and attack. You just say little biting statements and, and not all that, you know, And you got to do all that, you know. And that little biting thing. When you see that rise in yourself, bring it to the Lord. God, I got a little issue here. Don't pretend. Well, I'm just being honest. No, you're just being jealous. You're just being envious. <laughs> Be honest with God and say, Lord, I got a little issue arising. And when you can't celebrate other people, check yourself. And we, we're, we're all in flesh. You know, we're going to have moments. Just don't let the moments turn into days, months, and years, and because that's how we all become yesterday's man. And it happened on the next day that the next day, after he started putting an evil eye on David, when he started becoming, God's anointing was on David, but he started thinking ill of him and the rest. And it opened the door to the devil. That's what envy does. It opens the door to the devil. I know you're full of the Holy Ghost and all that, but it opens the door to the devil. And it happened on the next day that a distressing spirit from God came upon Saul it's really talking about evil spirit here. And watch this. And he prophesied inside the house. One moment, this king is prophesying. But in the next moment, we're going to discover he tries to murder somebody. That's why I'm not impressed by people's spiritual gifts. What matters is your character, the fruit of the spirit, etc. You know, and I have some members like that, boy. They stand up and prophesy one minute, try to kill me the next minute. Talking about Jesus, Jesus. And that's just, you know, your gift is not the same as having right character because there, was some, there, there, there are people with incredible gifts that, you know, you look at their lives and say, you know what, there's some issues there. But the gifts and callings are without repentance. And your character is what keeps you and preserves you while uh, handling various gifts. But watch this. So David played music with his hand. So Ephraim was up there playing the piano. So And he, he was doing it, the Bible says, as at other times. But there was a spear in Saul's hand, meaning I had one of those 70s microphones. If you ever had them, they are heavy and hard. And I had one of them 70s microphone, and the the, the praise team CD was doing really good, and and, and I was feeling a little threatened by it. And and I got my microphone in my hand, and Saul cast a spear, for he said, I will pin David to the wall. I throw the mic as hard as I can across the stage, trying to hit Ephraim in the head. But Ephraim escaped his presence <laughs> twice it didn 't even happen just once. it happened twice. You know Some people at Gracefield abused because we didn 't sing their favorite song and all that. Uh, this was real abuse uh, and, and by the way, I have had pastors like this and members like this, and th- th- this is real and what 's amazing though is David stay committed to Saul anyway. That, that's pretty amazing. And, and how you respond when people mistreat you says more about you than that person. So, do you understand? It, it, it lets everyone know how tall you are, how how, how really mature you are. am not talking about you just walk around looking for abuse, but when the Lord tells you to hang in there, you need to hang in there and deal with whatever you got to deal with uh, because you know what? Uh, people aren't your God. God is your God and what they do, you know, you, is what they do, but God's got you. Twelve. Now Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with him. What is he saying? Saul was threatened. He, he. You see the insecurity of this king. Here he is, the king of a nation, acting like a child. He was threatened by David's gift. But this is how we become yesterday's man when we get jealous of other people's gifting. We, we got to learn to sell it. You know what, David. He has the gift where he could use a sling. David was a great musician. You know, David was, was, was a poet, and God used him that way. But you know what? Um, Saul was tall. Saul had made history as the first king in all of Israel. The Bible said actually Saul was head and shoulders above the, the rest. Also, the Bible says Saul was an extremely handsome man. Um, and, but, you know, still he started focusing on somebody else's gift. And this is how he became yesterday's man. So if you become today's man, be mindful of, of insecurity and, and, and all the rest. Let God develop you such that you don't end up um, in the situation here as uh, uh, Saul did. Now, Saul, again, was threatened by David um, because the Lord was with him but had departed from Saul. See, this is really important. The last thing you ever want to do is lose your anointing there's nothing more oppressive than, you know, what is the anointing? The anointing is what makes what God's assigned you to do in life easy. It's the help that comes from God. The anointing is that extra God puts on the thing he's assigned you to do. This king lost the anointing because he wanted a gift somebody else had. So he lost what he had. Do you know you lose what God gives you? By hating on what God has given somebody else. And what's interesting is God, he lost his anointing, but he stayed king. That's really important. So you could stay in a position. And and, and, and you lose the anointing, so it's full of stress, anxiety, upset, because you're manipulating now. You're trying to maintain, you're trying to do it in the flesh because you lost the anointing. So you gotta be mindful, and there are many people in position who have really lost the presence of God, but have stayed in the position. And He stays there a long time. It would kill me early to stay in this position and lose the anointing. And it, 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 there's no way I could survive if I had to do this by my flesh, dear God. <laughs> The, the same thing with you. There the are things that God's assigned you that, that you, you, you don't ever want to be left to do them in your own strength. Your anointing is more important than any offense that could ever come your way, any unfairness that you can ever experience. You need, I need my help. I, I don't know, but I need my help. I need help. You know, without help, I'm in trouble. So, but but Saul, you know, he got his thing. It's not fair. How come that blue You know, he got all that anointing. I don't got that, You know, this whole thing. And he stayed in that thing and he lost it all. How do you become yesterday's man? By acting like this Saul. 1 Samuel thirteen seven. Let's look at one more incident. And we see that Saul has a habit, a habit of trying to run in other people's lane. He, he didn't want to stay in his own lane. He always wanted what someone else has had. He wanted their grace, their anointing, their position, etc. We see this here. First Samuel thirteen seven and some of the Hebrews crossed over the Jordan to the land of Gad and Gilead. As for Saul, he was still in Gilgal, and all the people followed him trembling. The people were frightened, and they needed leadership at this point. They were about to face battle uh, and uh Uh, The king was also getting nervous because he's about to do something dumb. Let's keep reading. Then he waited seven days according to the time set by Samuel. But Samuel did not come to Gilgal, and the people uh, were scattered from him. We did a great message on this maybe about a year or two ago uh, uh, when God is late, and that's important. When God is late is an important time. He's about to reveal your heart. When God takes longer than you think he should take, that's when you really find out what's in you. It's really important. So Samuel was late, but God was working his process. And when God doesn't come as, as planned, your true colors show. Your true colors show. Uh, then he waited seven days, according to the, the time set by uh, Samuel. But Samuel did not come to Gilgal, and the people were scattered from him. So Saul said, bring a burnt offering, and peace offering here to me. And he offered a what? burnt offering. This was something the law said. Moses said only the priests priest could do this. But no, he can't just be king. He has to be priest too. He always wants someone else's anointing. He wanted David's. He, he 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 now he wants the priest's anointing. He was he just refused to be satisfied with what God gave him. We all have our different gift clusters, you know, have a little this gift, that gift, that gift. And the cluster together kind of makes us who we are and it's our special fingerprint. It's what God does. But yours looks different than mine. Mine looks different than yours. We can be encouraged by each other, challenged by each other and, and all the rest. But be careful about wanting what someone else has and making that your thing. He just wasn't happy. He was king. He didn't need all the rest of the stuff. Be thankful you're a king. You don't have to be priest. Do you understand And he tried to step into something that he was not anointed for. And uh, he did it. Now it happened. As soon as he had finished presenting the burnt offering, Saul came. See, it was a setup. It was a setup. It was a setup. Again, when God is late, that's when you really learn. When you think he's late, that's when you learn what's really going on in your heart. God had to expose his heart here. As soon as he presented the offering, Samuel came. Um, Yeah, Samuel came. And Saul went out to him that he might greet him. And Samuel said, what have you done? Skip to verse 14. The end result, God said this, but now your kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought for himself a man after his what? Own heart. God's looking for a man that will be comfortable in his own skin. A man that will not compete with anybody else. Tomorrow's man now is, is the man. See, David was about to become tomorrow's man. Do you understand? Um, Saul, at one point he was today's man, but then he became yesterday's man because he let this jealousy get him. Then he got more of a demon than an anointing. And that can happen if you're not careful. Uh, and, but S- uh, Samuel actually remained today's man almost all his life. And so it, it's not an age thing. It's really about, it's really a heart thing. And you have to be mindful of how you, you uh, protect your heart. Uh, but now your kingdom... Shall not continue. The Lord has sought for himself a man after his own heart, and the Lord has commanded him to be commander over his people, because you have not kept what the Lord uh, uh has commanded you. Again, Saul became yesterday's man because he wouldn't get over himself. He wouldn't get over his little wine. He wouldn't get over he wouldn't get past that. And because he didn't get past it, he became yesterday's man. So be mindful when you're saying, it's not fair. How come they, everybody but me, that's a demon. That's a demon trying to undermine your life and destroy you. That's a devil's voice. You hear me? And, and, and discern it and deal with it. Uh, otherwise, you can quickly become yesterday's man or woman. First Samuel 16. One. Now let's cover the ground we started and we're... Wow, we went through faster than I thought we would be. How long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? God made this choice. Be careful about being too sympathetic with those that God has rejected. Fill your horn with oil and go. Show me that you're on my team. I'm sending you to Jesse Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided myself a king amongst his sons. And Samuel said, how can I go if Saul hears it? He will kill me. Now, here's something you need to know. Well, first, you see, he has to take a risk. Today's man or woman stays to today's man or woman by taking risks, doing what God says, even though it may put you in harm's way. But also, today's man understands, and this is something you have to learn, that yesterday's man is always looking for an excuse to kill him. If you become today's man in this house, yesterday's man immediately becomes your adversary. In the workplace, it's true. You become today's person on the job. Immediately, yesterday's people want to find a reason to pull the rug out from underneath you. And it's a reality. So, you know, it's, a, you know, it's like, yeah, hey, I want to be today's man, but also know there's an underside to that. And you're going to have to deal with, with some stuff being today's man amid yesterday's man because all three men were present on the scene at the same time. Yesterday's man, today's man, and tomorrow's man. And yesterday's man, if you know the narrative, Saul spent years trying to kill David, at least 15 trying to kill them.
1: We hope you enjoyed today's teaching. You can get your copy of this teaching on our website at GraceChurchVA.org. That's GraceChurchVA.org. Subscribe to our website to learn more about Grace Church, and you can get directions, free downloads, and more. You can also connect with us on Facebook and Twitter at GraceChurchVA. That's GraceChurchVA. We invite you to worship with us here at Grace Church on Sunday or Wednesday. We are just minutes from Potomac Mills and Quantico Marine Base. We look forward to seeing you here at Grace, where we are real people with real lives experiencing real change. That's our time for today. Thank you to the partners of Grace for Today and the Ministry Minute. Your loving contributions and commitment help us continue to stay on the air and reach people all around the world. And together, we are making a difference. Join us in the word again tomorrow, here. On Grace for Today. Let's real people real lives? Another Ministry Minute with Dr. Derek Greer.
0: In the Bible, King David got so bored that he thought a fresh but forbidden relationship might rejuvenate him. Like your favorite daytime drama, what did he do? He slept with Bathsheba, then killed her husband to try to cover up the affair and the pregnancy. In the end, he lost almost everything important to him. Here's what I'm saying to you. If you lose your fire. You will freeze your future. Discover your purpose, but then guard your passion like it's golden. This is Dr. Derek Greer helping you to live big. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most
1: respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding.
0: He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.